1: Welcome back to 60 Minutes, I'm Mike Wallace. Tonight Andy Rooney wants to talk to us about board games. He's been talking to his friends in special circumstances and it sounds like he's none too happy about it. Do you like games? Personally, I'm a big fan of them. I have a whole collection here in my office on Chi-Arc Orbital. There's chess and checkers, always good, clean fun. They're both classics and my kids love them. I've also got Monopoly. I like to be the shoe. I also have some more exotic games. They're stricken, which you might be familiar with. I'm quite good, although not as good as that Gurga fellow. I've never even come close to a full web. You might say I'm more of a web half full kind of guy, I guess. Lately I've been hearing a lot about a new game called Azod. It's named after the planet where it came from. A friend in special circumstances told me that it's supposed to replicate the full complexity of society. Now I don't exactly see how a board game can do that, but what do I know? I'm not a mind. From what I've heard, Azod has three separate boards and thousands of pages of rules. There are also hundreds of different tiny little pieces. I mean, just look at these things. Some of them are only about as big as a thimble. Others are soft or squishy. This one here left a funny green stain on the wood of my desk. Thanks. A lot. To sum it all up, the game of Azod is very confusing. The stakes are high, and it takes a long, long time to end. Oh, and nothing about it makes any sense. Wow. I guess it really is just like society, after all. Personally, I think I'll stick with Monopoly. For The Culture, I'm Andi Min Shichiyark.
2: Welcome back to Podside, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo, and today it's just us—the usual crew: Chris, Kurt, Gerge. Uh, wait, <laughs>
0: uh, how are you guys doing? Doing really well, Carla. How about you?
2: I am doing peachy. So, are you guys ready to start this culture war slash beer run? Kind of very Mario. much. So
3: I I have already glanded some uh, some. Uh, what's I'm trying to remember one of the names of, of the culture drugs. <laughs> Mellow Blue is that what I'm something yeah. like that? I've I've glanded a great deal of megal- of a uh, Mellow Blue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm I'm doing very well. It's been uh, it's been nice weather here, um, and all of a sudden my town has transformed from feeling like kind of sleepy to being like packed with people in mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in a good way like i went down um down by the river where our like main street is um and normally on a friday night there'd be a few people out you know um and it like the, the, they have these huge parking lots um back behind like the main street for people to park in and it was totally packed there was like we have like a like a floating dock um just just out into the river a little bit mm-hmm. and there were probably like eight separate you know, small small craft there between like people with jet skis and people with you know like small boats and stuff. It was absolutely packed. I was astonished. So my,
2: my my beautiful boaters. Yes, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Well, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I mean, that that sounds great. Uh, it it has got, finally like it 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 took like exactly. It's weird because here it, it's sort of like. One, like one Thursday, it was still like 50 degrees and then suddenly mm-hmm. boom, like <laughs> the weekend hit and it's like, holy shit. Like not only did it get warm, but it rained once and I looked, I swear to God, this, it, it was comical. I, I, I was like making coffee and suddenly like the day after we had a storm and I look out the window and was like, holy shit, we, where'd all these leaves come from? <laughs> Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, they, they were just just waiting there, just trembling. The buds were trembling to burst out. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, uh, uh, gents, let's let's talk a little bit, a uh, little logistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I know that um, this is usually something we'd leave to the minds, but uh, but maybe we should plan something regarding the forthcoming book, Accession, Sounds by good. one. Ian M. Yeah.
0: Banks. I, I I gotta say, I, um, I, I'm looking forward to this reread, but I'm also a little apprehensive because this is the culture
3: book. I found the hardest to get through. Really? I didn't know that when I selected this one or, or when I, when I lobbied for this one, that's yeah. funny. That's yeah. funny. Any particular reasons?
0: Um, I think so. I, I'm sure we'll be talking about this, but, um, f- Kind of formatting reasons, <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, so. There's, there's a lot of uh like mind speak um and they like he kind of um well well, i'm we'll get more detail in this later on i'm sure once we get into it Mm -hmm. but um you know it's formatted to look like their own communications almost like your intercept like an interception of their their communications or something like that and so there it's very a lot of line breaks a lot of capitals a lot of symbols and 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 um some weird spacing so it's
3: a it's a trap for those villainous uh um, audiobook listeners, oh. so it goes you know like colon backslash 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 you know
2: my god I, you know you said that curtain i I just the the we we use a uh a screen reader uh for work mm-hmm. to check code and whatnot and it it just has like that it's it's a little bit more sophisticated than the speak and spell, but it still mm-hmm. has very much like that weird, and, and also when it when it sort of like uh, depletes enough of the RAM before it recycles, yeah, uh, it it slowly starts getting very strange, and it's mm-hmm. sort of like a depressed death metal you know singer. Dream. That sounds kind of cool, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it it can be uh, unless you fucked up the formatting and put it in the wrong language, <laughs> and then you get like a weird, you know, very. Um, it, we, we I I generally get uh, the the Spanish language ones because you know I'm the Spanish language speaker in the in the division, but uh, <laughs> but it is funny when they don't format the language correctly in the document. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's just very strange. It's like oh wow okay. <laughs> This reminds me of fourth grade when my teacher <laughs> tried to speak Spanish to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, so, um, accession. And I believe that this has, uh, I have it right here. It has Hold 12 on. 12 sections, a prologue, sections.
3: and an epilogue.
2: Yes. You know, I, I feel like the prologue, epilogue situation, I'm not going to really count that as a chapter, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, like I had already, uh, I was lobbying for maybe three chapters per.
3: I think that's that's what I was gonna suggest because this feels like a four, like a four episode book, roughly. Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems about right to me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I feel like yeah, that we we could probably move along at a at a nice clip, and and now that I have more of a, uh, sort of like a an expectation of what. Uh, not an expectation of what to expect, uh, but but a more more of an idea of what to expect, I should say. What to um, expect
3: when you're expecting to read a culture novel?
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention that. There is mm. somebody expecting <laughs> that I that I was noticing as I paged through. Ah, of this.
3: yes, indeed, indeed. One so, of my one of my favorite bits, um, <laughs> which I will talk about now. But it's great. Yeah,
2: no, no, we'll we'll get into it. It it, it is it is appropriately strange. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, in in any case, yeah, I was thinking like three chapters per that includes epilogue and prologue. We're not counting those as proper chapters. Fuck off with that shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a proper chapter. Um, so yeah, uh, now that we're done, okay. Uh, thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. I think,
3: (laughs) I think that sounds correct to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I it's, it's, it's it's a bit longer. I think it's about a hundred pages longer or so, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and plus, you know, it's, it's probably, it's, I, I don't know if it's quite as easy reading. So I think, you know, four sounds about right to me. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. We'll yeah.
3: Cause I think, I think we did three episodes for player of games, if I'm not mistaken. Just
2: I believe so. Yeah. Like it was long, the, They're the a bit long
3: episodes. One of them was, I think. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it was the first one. And, and, and I feel like that, that sort of um, maps to the structure of the book mm. um, as well. So, you know. Got to, got to get that, that. That first episode's got to be a little, lo- a little longer because he's still <laughs> putting the pieces on the board. That's right. Hey. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> That's right.
2: Um. So yeah, I, I, I am looking forward to this. Uh, and I mean, at this point, we have also already had. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm guessing that those, those uh, members who have already subscribed and are listening into our culture war. Uh, uh you know sort of episodes. Uh they they already listened to our um to our interview with Paul Kincaid, which yes. I I that's believe. Fantastic. Yeah, I believe was great.
3: I was really happy. I was really happy to get Paul on. He's uh he was he was uh very kind to come on uh and was nothing but gracious and that's always always awesome. And and his he's just he he really is just like like a very good you know writer also. So like mm. his his uh like for the I don't know. Just just for the like specificity and kind of like I, I don't know. I I find biographies a little tough to read sometimes. Um and mm. and th- this one was was not. It was entertaining.
0: It, so it, it sounds like it's more of like a, a almost like a critical biography rather than like a
3: It's straight both. Biograph- it's both. So okay. it, yeah, what, I mean, what what it does and m- maybe we should have talked a bit more about this on the um <laughs> on, on the episode, but I it 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 starts off and spends a great deal Um, of time on like just a straightforward biography of his kind of like early years through to around when he started trying to write. Hmm. Um, and then once he actually starts, uh, getting, once the, once the narrative reaches the part of Banks's life where he was regularly publishing things, it spends a lot more time on a a kind of mixture of criticism and a bit of light biography of like the writing process from, from book to book. Hmm.
1: Hmm.
2: So let me ask you this, Kurt, because um, I – again, I am the complete noob on this. Uh, Apart from like the collection state of the art, did Banks have a lot of shorter fiction or was was that it?
3: No, I think that was pretty much it. Um, I believe that – so Paul specifically talks about this in in the book a bit that um, Banks – uh wrote like o- almost no short fiction, I-, I think. And I don't think he he wrote any after like the late 80s. Like mm-hmm. after he'd published a couple books, he basically n- never wrote anymore. Um because state of the art, as we found out, was was written um, you know, in like the late 70s even. Um mm-hmm. and he he also he also had written poetry for a while. And then again after the late 80s he just focused on on novels. So, no, pr- pr- after his early career, pretty much exclusively novels.
1: Hmm.
3: And I, mean, I guess some some essays as well, but like, you know, nonfiction essays. The,
0: uh, yeah. it, it, the one that's piqued my interest, the nonfiction, is the, uh, the one where he's traveling around trying I, scotch
3: or whiskey. Yes, I think I'm going to read that very soon. <laughs> Probably that feels like an autumn book to me.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bro- yes. You got to put up your mood board, Kurt. I no you know what, man, my no, no.
3: my my tastes like do change on like mm. like throughout the year. Like in the summer, I always li- my 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 musical tastes always kind of veer more towards like the 60s. Um mm. and then in the winter they become more and more modern um until like in the middle of winter I just listen to really irritating techno music all the time. Mm. Um and it kind of like moves <laughs> back and forth uh along that that uh, continuum. Nice.
2: Well I mean you know I I was I was more or less making a joke but yeah I I could see that it's it's not you know I I I don't know that I've ever sat down to observe like how my t- if my tastes change over the seasons possibly because Puerto Rico has like two basic seasons <laughs> one is hot and very humid and you want to die mm. and then the other one's like not quite as hot And there's some breeze (laughs) so maybe maybe that's maybe that's colored my (laughs) my
3: (laughs) anyway Uh, i i completely sidetracked our our, uh, banks conversation oh (laughs) hey so what the one thing that i i took
0: away from that episode oh i took away lots of episodes um but or uh, things. But, um, the one that, uh, I really is like a- an action item for me is to really st- uh, start going through his, uh, you know, the, just the plain Ian Banks books. Same. Um, I-, I felt, <laughs> I felt bad, honestly, because, uh, you know, it seems like, um, you know, Paul's, uh, Big thesis is that there there was really no difference between the two writers. Like you know, it's it's always the dichotomy of Ian Banks versus Ian M Banks. But yeah, he, he make, uh, Paul makes a very good case that it's you know it's one
3: and the same, and and there's really should not be any. It's it's just yep. you know, a, a quirk I, of marketing. I felt the exact same way. Yeah, like I I had always thought of him as almost like two authors effectively. Yeah. Uh, but but you know I've I really haven't read any of his you know proper. You know more literary fiction, so yeah, that was my that was my takeaway as well.
2: Chris, you know, you know who's going to be really sad about that? Who's that? the The twins in Hot Fuzz. Uh, I thought you were going to say uh, distinct identities.
3: (laughs) I thought I thought you were going to say uh, Major Kusanagi because, of course, she too (laughs) struggles with the questions of duality. (laughs) Yes, that's right.
2: (laughs) You know what? For the, for, uh, let me let me just interject here because for <laughs> oh, yeah, those, that, that for those be of yet. you, yes, for those of you who do not know this, we 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 just recently <laughs> recorded uh, an episode on Ghost in the Shell, coming mm. soon to a pod side uh, <laughs> podcast near you.
3: No, no, no it's, 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 it's fine. the it, future, listener. For you, it's the future. For us, it happened already in the past.
2: Look, Kurt, <laughs> I, I, I I sit on a rock and look at uh, and look at a photograph in my hand of us podcasting.
3: now i I, i'm imagining a book of the new sun but instead of being about like someone from the guild of torturers it's someone from the guild 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 of of podcasters Podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) i mean
2: you know sometimes your your podcast is bad enough (laughs) that it is in fact torture to listen to (laughs) (laughs) God, could you imagine how irritating Severian would be as a fucking podcaster? God damn it.
3: He would he would be traveling uh like up and down, you know, the the length and breadth breadth uh of the Empire um you know, uh like podcasting for alms <laughs> <laughs> outside of villages instead of uh Instead of um, you know uh, baldanders Danders uh, and uh, Doctor Talos, you know putting on their their uh, plays, they just set up a stage and podcast. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. They they do critical role <laughs> instead oh, <no>. of theater.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, no. I have a very niche joke, but
0: the author of of uh, you know the this book is not Gene Wolfe, but Earwolf.
3: Yes, very niche, very niche. But if you
2: know, you know. Did you say Airwolf? Earwolf? Earwolf. Oh ear! Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. a name. it's a name I've not heard in a long time, a very long
3: time. A little, a little, a little, a little inside pod ball there.
2: <laughs> wow. Oh man, hey. how, how quickly, how quickly that particular uh, that particular venture just withered away. Oh, they're going. They're no, going, they're,
3: dude. Yeah. No, the I have the the podcasting market has like consolidated but also the stuff that is succeeding exceed, su- succeeds pardon me to an absurd level mm. um like and and you know there's there's bad examples and there's also you know like good examples you know there are some podcasts uh you know you know, uh, uh, you know it, I, I would say uh uh politically and possibly stylistically uh akin to our own. Um, mm-hmm. that have you know uh, are turning into almost like micro networks and there mm-hmm. are certainly much more annoying actual podcasting networks of like <laughs> super mega popular yeah uh like what was it uh, the mueller report um people oh yeah uh, uh, mueller, M- she wrote, mueller she wrote. Mueller, she
2: wrote. <laughs> well well see kurt i, I was see now I-, I feel like a dummy because we could have we could have asked for like a small business loan to yeah. cover our costs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we have to buy uh you know t- 18,000 months of uh, our uh, cast subscription. And SoundCloud Premium.
2: <laughs> wow, <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a statement of faith right there. Because I don't what is eighteen thousand months? Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, I was just
3: talking about doing like loan fraud. You know, being like, here's our expenses. You know, we we assume that we that we will still be podcasting a hundred thousand years in the future. <laughs> that
0: that the whole PPP loans have to be like the biggest black hole of money that like ha- has happened within our lifetimes. Just yes. like so, like the biggest widespread fraud, like across the country, just like everybody defrauding. Yep.
2: So, Kurt, what you're proposing here is that uh, we prepay like four, uh, 4.1 years of <laughs> 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 of our podcasting, uh, uh software. But yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, Chris, to your point, yeah, it, it, it was sort of amazing how, uh, like you'd turn over a rock and be like wait they got like uh, the that podcast also like the 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 lady who ran it had her student loans forgiven as well I mean yeah, granted, she did
3: she did it was she, she was like
2: uh what was it the Phoenix she went to Phoenix University so uh, she got screwed well so well, I mean that's fair the, the
3: the the only reason that that came up though is that um uh she was like, complaining about people ah that's right getting the student
2: loan forgiveness yes
3: yes exactly yes exactly and she was (laughs) like it's not what you just expect stuff for free and then of course she had gotten both of you know the similar programs recently (laughs) well you know yeah
2: the posters blade (laughs) well you know live by the post die by it too i
3: i I have to say, um, back towards the, the culture topic, I, I was looking at the table of contents of Accession earlier because I I only just started rereading it. Um, and my eyes alighted upon chap- uh, section five, kiss the blade. <laughs> I <didn't>, I, <laughs> I chuckled to myself, uh, mm-hmm. I have to
2: say. Yes, kiss the blade. Yeah, it's, well, you know. It, it,
3: isn't it funny that, you know, like this, this book, so accession is from nineteen ninety six. It's it's funny to like read something in the past that now sounds like Mimi because of <laughs> because you know
2: <laughs> while you were out watching pornography and playing games, I I was learning how to kiss the. Blade. <laughs> I was learning
3: how to play the the the, uh, the game web. of Azad. Yes, <laughs> I was learning to play the game of Stricken. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh my. Yeah. uh, I, I, I really, um, you know, I, I've seen, let me, let me, uh, let me say this. I was um, looking around, um, let's just say perhaps in a certain, a certain type of website that is known for Really bad, oh my, Carlo, oh my, bad Carlo. Takes.
3: Oh, my. Bad, oh, oh 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 bad takes, okay, bad okay.
2: takes about, especially about uh, sci-fi <laughs> I was, and fantasy.
3: I, I was like, Carlo, I I don't know if you want to, if if you want to tell us about this <laughs> terrible terrible thing in your browsing history.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you can see my tabs. Uh, no, uh, no, no. I was just like looking around, and pe- I I ran across someone saying that. Well, you know, they tried Player of Games, but they couldn't really get into it because it was, it was. Yeah, just too long winded. I'm like, what? That's what are you insane. talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I-, I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I mean, I. It's it's funny
3: because I think that the the parts at the beginning of that book are are until they aren't are much more like gentle in in a way than like mm-hmm. the rest of the narrative. They, they have a very kind of like almost cozy feel to them at first until like the tension starts ramping. And so it's funny for, for that to be the point at, at, at which it loses someone. Cause it's just kind of like fun stuff. It's just people going to parties, having a good time, you know, a little bit of hijinks.
2: I mean, I don't know. May, maybe, maybe uh, I think that maybe it's also a, 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 a misunderstanding of what, uh, what the book is mm. about, you know, and, and you're expecting it to be, you know, like I, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is like, uh, you, you mentioned in the interview that there is like that intersection between space opera and, and military science fiction that people might be expecting. Yes. And,
3: and yeah. And I, especially, I, I think like, I, I think that the first time that I read player of games, I read it in expecting much more of that, like military uh, Mm. space, you know, sci-fi type mindset. And so Mm -hmm. I don't think it came across to me the first time I read it, how kind of like funny and kind of comical Gerga is. Mm. Like, and if you you read the, if you start reading the book and you're reading him as if he is like, like a straightforward, like, you know, space opera hero, and you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? (laughs) This guy is the hero. So I, like, if someone is expecting something like, really straightforward I, I i guess i i can kind of get it then
2: yeah I, I i mean i i get it but also like i i didn't I, you know to be honest with you even though you we had spoken beforehand i didn't know really what to expect and you know i i think we've gone over this before but it bears repeating i'm still sort of surprised at just how sort of <laughs> fun and accessible and like I never feel like I'm bored necessarily mm-hmm. in in his you know in what I've read of of Banks's work mm-hmm. you know in the culture mm-hmm. mainly because he get, like I, I, one of my rules of thumb regarding like writing is that you know uh, you know and especially when you're starting something it should give you either you know like really lyrical gorgeous uh, prose it should give you or it should give you um you know like a great setting or idea or premise you know or give you great characters and you know what I'm generally charitable and mm-hmm. I'll I'll take two out of those three and I'll run with it uh and I feel like honestly he's he's hitting all three of those all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah like there it's it's funny just how much you made the point about um how kind of like fast paced it it, it is. And I sometimes wish it were like a bit slower paced in that there's almost every little vignette in Banks's books. And like a lot of his books are kind of have these, you know, like they move through a couple specific settings, much like player of games did. Um, Most of them I could actually get beat. Stand them to be like a little bit longer, even like mm-hmm. each of the sections of player of games, I would have been perfectly happy to read another hundred pages of just what was going on, mm-hmm. like in that current thing.
2: Well, I think that that's um, that's also like one of those things where once you uh, once you're really enjoying yourself in reading, uh, you can you, you hit like almost a flow state. Right. And you mm-hmm. want that book to last a just a tiny bit longer you know it's mm-hmm. just and 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 you want it to meander because you're enjoying yourself and you're really having a great time um you know but but I feel like um another book that's very much like that and you know like I say meander but that but I'm using this in, you know, a very complimentary sense is uh, you know, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which we should probably talk about. <laughs> we,
3: should, we should talk about I, I, I will say that uh that book in addition to being very good is uh sumptuous in terms of its length <laughs> as well it's it's a fairly long book from what yep. i recall. <laughs> it, it, it definitely it definitely It's um, like what? It's like 600 pages or something, right? Maybe 700?
2: 800, i think. Really? Jesus it's, Christ. It's it's close to 800 pages i think. Yeah, it's pretty big. I mean, but at the same time like uh, again, like I, I remember i remember it like like i'm it's 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 happening right in front of me i was i was at a borders um and I looked at this you know like obviously one of the the end caps or whatever and you know the 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 hard this is the hardback, and i didn't i wasn't like super swimming in money at the time, but you know like i picked it up and again. It was firing on all three cylinders because it ge- it gives you like that first sequence where it's talking about the uh, the theoretical magicians who gathered up and it's basically you you start realizing in a, a very sort of wry arch way that it's just like a, a gentleman's club they they just like talking about bullshit <laughs> yes and it's so well done and and like the the footnotes that start. Um, are, you know, often clarifying something, making a, a, a an aside, or sometimes uh, as you get deeper into the book are like just mini stories in and of themselves. And it's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like maybe we should talk about, maybe we could dedicate um, another read along to that. Oh, so I, I would,
3: I would be, I, you know, that's a really good idea. Um, and i feel like again getting back to my theory of you know stylistic seasons again that to me is a very autumnal oh uh, yes book. yes very and much so and so the timing uh would actually probably line up pretty well if it were to follow a accession
2: mhm i think so we we might have we might have other guests i don't know let's see yeah but uh but yeah definitely um so <laughs> Coming soon to a pod <laughs> near you, folks.
3: Um, I, I wanted to say earlier that um, I, I was thinking about firing on all three cylinders, and it sounded very funny to me in my head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe it's, four-track. Yeah. maybe it's a four track. Yeah, it's a four track. Okay, come on, give me cut me a break here. I don't know about engines. <laughs> I like reading about them, uh, but yeah. Anyway, yes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do think that, uh, in general, that's sort of like where, where I'm at. Um, and, and, and to be fair, like I, I, I feel like there's often times when you run across a book and it's like the wrong time for you to receive it. Yo, yes. Mm, yeah. You You're just not really ready for it or you're expecting something else, you know, like, you know if you want a burger like what you're hungry for is a burger and you get a chicken cordon bleu mm-hmm. that's yep. really delicious but also you want to eat a burger
0: yep i know exactly <laughs> what you mean
3: <laughs> there so. have been there there have been a couple of uh of like f- series that i bounced off of initially like like i you know bailed out of the first book after like 40 pages Hmm. Uh, and then I went back, you know, a couple years later and was like, oh, wow, great. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, I haven't, I haven't thought about it in in, in a minute, but it's, (laughs) it's definitely happened to be multiple times, mostly because I guess, I think I was just expecting something different or it wasn't what I was hungry for at that particular moment, Mm -hmm. as you were saying.
2: Well, I mean, it's also like, you know, sometimes also, see, this is where I, I, I really run up against the people who, uh. Like get really, really riled up about like quote required reading for you know for you to you know be a real fan or whatever. And and granted, like the the, the that second part, you know, if you do not read this, you are not therefore you are not a real fan of you know science fiction fantasy. Mm-hmm. That's not really a a, a very convincing argument. Uh, it's also like shitty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but also like sometimes you, you sort of should do some of that work. Right. And, and uh, like honestly, one of those books was in fact <laughs> Lord of the Rings. I tried to get into that fucker like three mm. times. And because I, I, I went back, like, I, I think it was just like, over a period of like two years, I was trying to get into it after reading The Hobbit and just like gobbling it up, like in one almost in one sitting. Um, it felt so slow, and it wasn't like I don't know. <laughs> there was something about it that just was not inviting me into it. Or It was it didn't a little feel bit like of a the fake Hobbit. out.
3: It was a little bit of a fake out, I, I think, at the very beginning of A uh, Fellowship of the Ring, um, because it's kind of like it 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 feels for a for a hot minute like the be very beginning of the Hobbit but stretched mm-hmm. out like seven times longer mm-hmm. um and and I think if you're if you're expecting like where's the you know clashing armies and the kings and delving deep in mines what's all this you know farmer maggot
2: bullshit <laughs> it, 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 it. Oh, but great. It's all this we,
3: Bombadil nonsense, you know.
2: Birthday. Bilbo had a birthday. <laughs> Hurrah!
3: Yeah, exactly. It 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 always, you know, it does still give me whiplash when it's like Bilbo has his birthday party, and I'm always expecting Gandalf to show up like right then. But is, isn't it like <laughs> this is like 14 years later or something?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's like a long ass time, like between the birthday party and Bilbo disappearing uh not only is there enough time for uh a a weird uh urban legend figure of Bilbo Baggins to pop up i mean over time it how ha- it, it i think it's supposed to happen much longer after that but but already they're starting to to talk about like mad baggins who would yeah, disappear yeah. in a flash and you know return with a bag full of uh gems or whatever um but yeah like uh, Bil- uh frodo's left with bag end and then like gandalf fucks off and, and you don't like it's it's not clear until much later, uh, how you know what he was doing in that time because you're like, okay, so it's just like Frodo, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, and, <laughs> and his and friends, then,
3: um, yeah, and and also like I feel like the the dynamic of the hobbits early on is like it's it's charming, but it's it, it begins to feel a bit wearying before like. Before they meet up with uh, Aragorn.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because at that point, like, and and that's, that's a, it's such a weird, um, like almost a weird, it feels like Tolkien was trolling, (laughs) like, like actually pushing it to the very limits of, you know, like how much can I make these dummies, uh, look like complete dummies? Because, I mean, that's, I think that that's, um. You mentioned you you uttered the name uh, Kurt. Uh, I think Bombadil is exactly you know, like is exactly that. Uh, yes, he he is the um the 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 water barrier, right? Mm-hmm. It, that, that, yeah. we, that we discussed in uh, the shadow people. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Like like because Tolkien is so well versed in like how old fairy tales would be structured he is giving you exactly like this is the the exact borders of where you go into the other world mm-hmm. but you know it's it's not a, a fantastical other world in 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 world right mm-hmm. it's not like oh suddenly he's in another dimension or whatever no it's just he's they're heading out into the wider world which the shire is weirdly you know protected and and sort of sheltered from
3: i've always kind of felt like he was also just you know, having a bit of fun, like enjoying himself, writing, like writing that oh, part oh. of it. Oh, absolutely,
2: <laughs> absolutely. Like, like he doesn't like seem, it, it,
3: he doesn't seem to be in any great hurry.
2: <laughs> no, no. I mean, and and uh, I mean. Uh, you 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 just said that, and it made me think like this is just like it feels like another incarnation like the the version of Tolkien that would dress like a celt warrior and and jump out or <laughs> I'm sorry not a celt a Saxon warrior and hide in the bushes and jump out and scare guests on on their way to his party you know that that's that's the incarnation of Tolkien that is really in Bombadil right it's just like a very sort of uh puckish. Almost tricksterish figure that is a complete red herring mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway yeah but but yeah like that's that's where yeah you know, like that's where the trolling ends ha <laughs> ha uh
3: something um on a totally different topic um something that I was really struck by uh in Paul's book that I've been thinking a lot about is like the how different the and more local Uh, fan culture was like Mm -hmm. even not not that long ago Mm -hmm. Um, because in in the book he talks a bunch about like different you know regional conventions um, that banks was at and um, it's it's interesting it's it's interesting like thinking about it now how it seems like there are still those Mm -hmm. but they seem much 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 less significant overall in terms of like sci-fi and fantasy you know fandom than they used to be and as a result I don't know, it, it just felt like a tangible difference that has, mm-hmm. I, i've been thinking about like are there things that you know what what are the things that were happening then that are kind of harder to accomplish now that things are much more centralized around like you know, you know a couple larger conventions
2: yeah i mean it it is weird because uh, so so this is something that is I, i've been thinking about my about my own experience and and the fact that you know, to to a certain degree, I I may come across as more critical of like more science fiction, fantasy, and fandom type stuff, in part because that was never that was never part of my my life <laughs> until recently. So <laughs> I, I came at it as an adult, and it seems sort of rather you know sort of I don't know it, it's it's very strange but but i i do know what you're talking about because like here there's at least i want to say there's at least 3 maybe even 4 different regional um conventions not including balticon which is uh, a larger one but uh, you know, compared to something like, like uh, WorldCon or, or or you know the World Fantasy or the Nebula right. uh, Convention, it, it seems like mid tier, right? But but Balticon's the biggest one in this area. I feel, but yeah. there's like uh, ChessyCon. There's also like a, a bunch of weirder, like very niche. I should say not weirder, just very niche, very small conventions. So there's mm. like the the smaller ones are Chessicon, uh capclaves that i usually go to uh because it's centered on short fiction mostly um and ah farpoint uh is it farpoint or is it shoreleave well actually now that's four there is farpoint and there is shoreleave but those are mostly see that's that's where it gets weird for me because i was sent once to <laughs> sit at a table uh for i believe it was shoreleave uh and when i looked around it's you know, like for the Baltimore science fiction uh, society uh, to be sitting there. I I just found it to be like a weird mismatch because it's all centered around basically uh, TV. Yeah. Star Trek. Yep. uh, You know, like uh, at the moment that was Firefly and all the, all the media stuff that's not reading. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's
3: funny, man, because I, I that's something that I, I think sci fi fans were super concerned about in like the 60s and 70s. Mm. Um, and they they were very much down on like popular TV and film. Um, and there was like a whole big like that's part of what the I I, I I'm not sure how much I, Carlo I know that you are aware of it. Um, you, actually, you might be too, Chris, but um, in, it's there there used to be a thing between like science fiction and sci-fi and mm-hmm. sci-fi was seen to be like 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 a like basically like a stupid term um mm, yeah yeah and not 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 serious whereas science fiction was uh, serious
2: yeah well this has got more syllables uh, right <laughs> <laughs> well also uh it, it's funny because sci-fi um also as the term itself uh became a bit fraught more recently because the figure who most who made that um that uh phrase more popular was no, none other than serial harasser <laughs> and misogynist Isaac Asimov mm-hmm. so you know uh, you know don't get me wrong i i read you know i i've read asimov i actually um i read foundation after like i think the caves of steel books so it's very strange for me I like the the detective robot s- stories yes, much better. Yes, yes. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I I appreciated Foundation for what for what it is, but it's it's not very. Um, I don't know. It's just not got enough <laughs> dra- 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 dramatism <laughs> not, to it. Not a
3: lot of stuff happens, and then and then you're told like somebody spe- speaks aloud what is happening like i can't believe that you know the the second foundation has done this and they've revealed themselves and then you know there's like one paragraph of explanation uh that, you know setting up some massive supposedly universe changing event you know you know the third foundation has made their move
2: <laughs> <laughs> i never i never bothered reading any the sequels either because it was like
3: oh eh. uh, i i read I, I was it like Foundation's like Edge, three of them. I think I read like the three. I, I, I believe
2: I th- there was even like a, a one that David Brin wrote. Uh, was it Empire and Foundation? Or I forget. Uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, like, uh, did you ever read any of that, Kurt David Brin? Like, uh, especially like, um, what's his, uh, Uplift War? No, I have not. So we're straying we're straying away from from the banks but but you know what this is sort of like a space opera ish type of uh, series as well it's sort of interesting because it's a it's an interesting contrast uh i remember liking them quite a bit and the the idea up of, of behind it is that um basically uh the the entire galaxy has a uh has been basically uh, brought to uh, star uh, starfaring status by another culture right mm-hmm. that they uplift that that other lesser culture you know once they've uh. Uh, crossed some certain technological thresholds and blah, blah blah they're uplifted and then they become sort of like a, a like a almost a vassal state or a client state of the original for a, a, a probationary period and then they're they're considered to be you know fully fleshed and blah blah, blah. Hmm. but you know of course uh the, the humans uplifted themselves because haha <laughs> we don't we don't want to uh we don't want to get too complicated with that let let all the 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 other races in the galaxy be weird uh, weird slavers to each other <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so so uh but um that being said, uh humanity then decides to uplift two species uh The two species are basically dolphins and chimps and uh basically they 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 become uh human level intelligence, whatever that means exactly uh uh, i mean knowing what we know now but this is like uh, i want to say like the early 90s if not late 80s mm-hmm. where he's mm-hmm. writing some of these um it, it's it's interesting but it also like in retrospect i i, I wince to think about revisiting them because it it just now that i think about it i was like this is just sort of like weird neo neoliberalism but yeah. galactic <laughs> style
3: <laughs> the, um did you ever read any of the uh the 2001 2001- uh, books,
2: I think and the, the original. Yeah, the original in 2010. Yeah. Oh. I, what we're getting, we're getting transmissions from beyond.
3: Yeah, <laughs> Chris, you are buzzing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure how that happened. It stopped So it's
0: it's, it's okay, anymore, Chris. <laughs> do you,
2: Chris, please tell me. Tell me. Do you have news for us? <laughs> are we not going to like it? <laughs>
0: I I was trying out my new uh, Morse code uh character.
2: <laughs> there you go. Oh, hey, Chris, are you becoming a number station? <laughs> <laughs> 42. 6 5.
0: Those are <laughs> genuinely creepy.
2: Yeah, it's it, it, they, they are. are. I, I think that that's um did either of one of you watch um uh, what is it called again? Fuck. The Banshee Chronicles, is it? It's like a, a an update of um. Well, fuck. Now I'm now I'm forgetting what it's an update. Is an update of a, a Lovecraft story? Um, oh, Banshee. the name sounds familiar. Yeah, I, I think um, the Banshee chapter. There we go. Mm. Um, and so it, it's uh yeah, it's like a horror movie, uh, and it's supposed to be there we go it's a it's supposed to be like a weird update from beyond the, the reason I, I I'm talking about this is because um part of it uh deals with like they have to follow a, a, a the 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 signal from a number station mm. uh to to get to mm. like a facility out in in the sticks uh it, it i feel like it's rather good uh, it's it's got a very found footage type of feeling to it
0: hmm to put it on the watch
2: list try it out i, I don't know i don't know if it'll be to your taste but we could always uh always figure it out i don't know mm-hmm. you can always talk yell at me in 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 the chat later and be like <laughs> Sh- shut up don't get, don't recommend anything else <laughs> uh but yeah um anyway yeah uh so yeah do we want to do quick shout
0: outs of like what we've been reading or watching yeah yeah good idea Oh, what have
2: I been watching? Oh, Carlo, I, watch, what I watched What have you been reading or watching? I, I, I watched for the first time Paddington. It oh, rocks. It <laughs> rocks. It's great. Have it's you watched so the second one? I, I got it on- the, We're probably going to try it tonight or, or tomorrow. In my
3: opinion, it's even better.
2: Well, it's funny because it's- um, Did you ever see the- uh, What is it? The the, the Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal one. Uh, was it uh, The Tragedy of Unbearable Talent or whatever the fuck it's called? No. No. Uh, and so so Pedro Pascal is like basically says the best movie uh uh the best movie uh uh I know of is Paddington 2 <laughs> they watch it together and they're like just in <laughs> tears at the like, you're right you're mm. right <laughs> it's so funny mm-hmm, but yeah mm-hmm. I, I I have it in the queue uh yeah very soon I shall be firing it up
3: it, yeah it's it's genuinely fun like I, I oh this is gonna sound weird but like I I I am a big fan of Paddington like in general, like the Paddington you know shorts and stuff um, or or at least sufficiently that I've like gone back and re-watched them uh, not necess- and not even just like as something to put on for my kids. Um, but I feel like it does a good job of capturing if not like the specifics of the original you know like uh, Paddington mm-hmm. uh, uh, material um but it does kind of capture like the general tone and like some of the charm of it so
2: yeah yeah i agree i mean it it it, it is and, and it has quite a few you know genuinely funny moments um but yeah Paddington 2 coming soon <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh i
3: How have are you, been, Kurt? oh um so i have been uh i've been kind of on like a weird 90s kick um i was I was rewatching a bunch of uh other nineties cyberpunk anime um mm-hmm. after we watched ghost in the shell uh although strangely I-, I still haven't gotten around to watching uh the sequel to ghost in the shell um which I probably <laughs> should uh I was watching like uh what that was it? oh yeah um Armitage the third last night which is i i have to say uh, much less cool than it was when I was like 14. I haven't watched it since <laughs> then. It, uh, it, it does not hold up. <laughs>
2: so, um, so so it goes.
3: I've uh, also been reading uh, this uh, book by, uh, I forget his first name, Simak. Uh,
2: oh, Clifford Simak. Um, Simac
3: Clifford Simak. 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 Thank you. Yes. Um, called uh, Cemetery World. Um, and it's, I, I, I've only just started it, but it's got like this really compelling, um, premise, at at least to me where, um, basically it's, you know, tens of thousands of years in the future and earth has been abandoned by humanity except for as a, um, a super exclusive and expensive cemetery for like very rich people. Hmm. Um, So, like, basically Earth is gradually being turned into just, like, endless rolling grass hills, like, covered with uh, tombstones. Um, It's
2: it's being terraformed, but by morticians. Yeah,
3: exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and not even, like, cool morticians, just, like, the very boring normal ones. (laughs) With
2: with clipboards and pocket protectors.
3: (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I haven't gotten very far into the, into the plot of it, but it seems like it's someone who's either like a, just kind of like a general leisure traveler or maybe a journalist, um, has, has like basically talked their way, um, onto the cemetery planet to investigate in some way. And it's not, it's not clear what yet, but I look forward to finding out more.
2: Chris, so what, what you've been up to? So uh
0: I I am now once again a weekly comics buyer which I Ooh, swore yeah. I I would never do again but of course I I did a recent run through of the <laughs> the Superman book or Superman movies uh the Christopher Reeve and I got. I was like, oh, man, I wonder what Superman's up to right now. <laughs> and
2: uh, did did you, did you text him? Still <laughs> my friend Superman.
0: <laughs> um, and, it, and it just so happened that DC is doing one of their you know seemingly biannual uh, you know complete rebrands like refreshes, and and right now um, they're doing Dawn of DC, and there's a brand new Superman number one out. So I was like, oh man, that sounds good. So I'm gonna jump on that. And then of course I start that's I read that and goes to Batman and just spoils from there. But I do want to shout out the Superman series because uh it's three issues in, and so far it's really uh it's been really, really great. Um the it's it's uh, written by Joshua Williamson, and the art is by I'm trying to pull it up here, um Jamal Campbell. And it's been it's this really like painterly style uh, but like not it's it's drawn but it has very the the colors and very like a nice softness to it um it, it really kind of harkens back to the donner uh movies uh, of oh, like nice. that yeah almost like you know that kind of like softness around the edges that a lot of his images had and stuff like that but um so the art's fantastic and uh it's it's a real it's a real true blue superman story like they're they're It seems like there's a concerted effort to bring back the like hope and optimism of Superman, Um, like you know, as like one of his defining features, compared to like um, you know Batman's you know utter misery and and things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And uh, yeah, it's so it's yeah, I'm not sure I'm fully on board with like the current status quo of Superman because now there's like five or six people with his exact same abilities and like two of them are like his actual you know clones (laughs) like so it's a little convoluted they keep calling it like the superman family and things like that um a- oh, much- it's a,
2: oh, oh, it's a super found family. Oh, yes.
0: Wow. <laughs> Actually, yeah. It is there's <laughs> there's one biological son and everybody else is like uh, you know, cousins or anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah, but the I, I'm interested to see where it goes because it's um so while while it is dealing with the current status quo, it's it's trying to do much more straightforward just, you know, f- interesting stories um rather than like o- Big overarching lore explorations.
2: Yeah, so so you mentioned uh, the the Christopher Reeves um, Superman's. I, I you know what? I, what do you guys think about doing? Like at the very least, the the Superman's one and two. Yes,
0: I'm,
3: I'm into that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The the
2: the the Christopher Reeves ones for those I... of, uh, for those of us out that that didn't hear that the first time around. Just in case. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, Kurt. I cut you off. Oh
3: no, I was just gonna say that that whole era of um, superhero movies, such that they exist, um, is is kind of interesting.
2: Mm. I don't know. Well, I mean, it, it's it's something that I, I I haven't rewatched them recently, but I have them you know around, and I, I do want to see them because I. I definitely remember going to see uh the first superman movie like in theaters and it was it was a great time
0: mm.
2: also like gene hackman come on mm-hmm. <laughs> come yeah. on man he's just great like gene hackman always looks like he's like like he's he's seething underneath he's just a, <laughs> such a great lex luthor because of that uh yeah he he, he always like he, he definitely feels like he's he's got like a chip on his shoulder and he's got to prove himself to, to superman <laughs> That caped Boy Scout. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh I, I also have another pitch. Have either one of you seen uh, I think it's called Time After Time. Another Christopher Reeve one. Oh,
3: that's the one, that's like the time travel um mm-hmm. Jack the Ripper one, right?
2: No, I think that is, I believe that's called Lost in Time or maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Hold on. Let me let me um you're. I think you're right. Time after time is the. It's the uh, Sherlock one, isn't it? Uh, it's Jack the Ripper. Yeah, I believe that's it. Uh, hold on, let me see. Yes, that is H.G.
3: Wells pursues Jack the Ripper. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I love. I love that H.G. Wells somehow is like mm-hmm. uh, an investigator or a a time cop, if you will. Well, um, I'm.
3: I'm glad that. Um, I, I'm glad that I wasn't losing my mind about uh this film existing <laughs> Some,
2: somewhere in time i'm sorry that's okay that's so uh, the the thing is that uh was it time after time came out in 79 and somewhere in time came out in 80 so it's very probably very close in time and also probably very close in my memory um
3: I'd be down for doing the uh, the time travel uh, uh, Jack the Ripper movie at some point, too. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's got the, what's uh, his, uh, Malcolm uh Yeah. Malcolm, and Adal, Malcolm
0: Directed by uh, Nicholas Meyer, who would later do Rathacon. Or, oh, or, interesting. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, man. Malcolm McDowell. Uh, did either one of you ever watch the Generations movie? The Star Trek, the Star Trek one, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah,
2: <laughs> many times. Yeah, man, <laughs> I laughed. Great. I laughed so hard when, <laughs> when Kirk <laughs> bit it. <laughs> I, I know. I maybe that's mean of me, but fuck it. <laughs> re,
3: do you remember the uh, the the like extended old man fight sequence at the end?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they're on a weird bridge. That yeah. why, why was there a bridge there? Exactly. Sh-
3: it's it's so. It's, it's so funny that it's Shatner too.
2: Yes, it's great. It's great. <laughs> Late era Shatner too. You it's, know, such a, it's such a like a punchy. weird
3: casting. Like like even even within Star Trek, uh, like it's it, it like that movie was was a reach, but it is very entertaining.
2: <laughs> oh no, it definitely. I I I honestly I I, it's such a weirdly it it feels like a disaster in slow motion. But it's an interesting one, right? <laughs> it's yeah. so it's so fun to watch. I watched it so many times, and I laughed every time. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So uh, I I think we have some. We we also have. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe should we do uh, a sequel without having done the original? Hmm. Because Gremlins, too, in my mind, <laughs> mm.
3: I I don't know that I've if if I've seen gr- like Gremlins, it's so long ago that I don't really remember it. Um, Interesting. What, you like, mean the, ori-
2: I, the original one?
3: Yeah, like if if I watched it, I was like ten or eleven. Hmm. Um, when like when I saw that film, so I I really don't <laughs> know, like. I would be down to do either or both Gremlins films cuz yeah, I yeah. I'm I'm effectively watching them for the first time.
2: Hell yeah. All right. I mean, I, I don't know maybe maybe they can be a little further out given that like I don't know Gremlins is a, a Christmas movie. Like it's literally it's more of a Christmas movie than fucking Die Hard. It actually <laughs> happens at Christmas with snow. <laughs> uh but yeah, the Gremlins ruin Christmas. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I think that um, we've more or less uh, did did everything we planned to do and a little bit more. Uh, gents, do we have anything else that uh, you'd like to counter pitch? No. Nope.
0: I I, I pitch that we close out the episode. I
2: yeah,
3: I <laughs> agree. The only thing I'll mention is um, so there is a new issue of Blood Knife uh, coming out. uh uh, sometime in the next two weeks um that is uh all about artificial intelligence slash machine learning and what it is uh trying to do to our culture slash what uh you know companies developing and trying to sell these things uh are trying to do to you know the various online online culture knowledge uh a, a, a variety of different things um so uh, we have that coming out. So I'm super psyched about that because it's the first like it's the first like discrete specific issue that we've done in you know a number of months. So excellent,
2: Kurt, Kurt over here uh, betraying his anti-minds stance. Uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> you you have no faith that ChatGPT will will actually become sentient. Yeah, disc, I mean disc,
3: disc. I, I I mean if if there actually were sentient artificial intelligence then we we would we would and must stand in solidarity with it as workers so <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right well in any case um i think that's it for us for now uh everyone out there you know which chapters to read we'll catch you next time here on pot side